Andy does love some Andy. It's like you're inside of my head. <laughs> what is your fascination with Peterson? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Dear future me, <laughs> don't go to the courthouse. The Katie's moral a- of the story is don't leave your martial arts equipment and your other coat in a parallel dimension. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. <laughs> I'm Andy and I like every comic that's ever been made. I would not go to Jonathan Frake's booth because I would get space herpes. And now your hosts... Luke Matthews. Back in my day, I paid 75 cents for a comic and I could still buy a can of soda for a quarter. Andy Padel. Hey, Captain America, since you got sent back 50 years into the past, here's an idea. Write yourself a fucking letter. <laughs> Dear future me, don't go to the courthouse. And B. I think the only no. fictitious one was the ones that were naked and also assassins, kind of, and had strange Russian blacklight tattoos. Yes. Okay. Eddie Isaac. Uh, the, the old X Men cartoon from the nineties. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah, that. And Joel Simon. And some guys, if you're down on your luck, you would you would like to see somebody throw you a bone and you know have sex in in a bathroom. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 36. 31? <laughs> is it 36? Wow. Yeah. It's, 30, it's 36. Okay, hey, yeah. welcome, everybody, to episode 36 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. Uh, we are back from a month-long hiatus. Actually, it's uh, been more like two years. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners at home, it's only going to be about a month and a half. Uh, yeah. However, due to time paradox, it's been four years. Yes, we are. We have we have aged four years Uh uh, whatever. But it's okay because we're in a parallel dimension that has not only my martial arts equipment, but also the pills were only M and M's. Yes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we. I've totally that totally derailed me. Thank you. Huzzah! <laughs> uh, for this episode of the Trade Secrets Podcast, we will be reading Flexman Tallow. It is a Grant Morrison Frank Quietly joint. Uh, came out in 1996 from Vertigo. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It is. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> So I am joined. I am. I am Luke, uh, as as everybody remembers. Maybe. He's kind of new to this thing. So, and here's, uh, <laughs> and the rest of the crew is all here. The whole crew is here. Uh, Eddie's here. Oh yes, back from my adventures in Towland. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anne is here. Hello. Andy's here. Sup? And Joel is here. Howdy. Uh, yeah, the toe thing. Oh, uh, we talked about it on the last show, but for oh, those of oh, you, who, you got, okay. for you who who missed this, uh, I was at Eddie a broke Sounders the fuck game. Out of his toe. <laughs> I was I was at a Sounders game and uh, and got the got the text of oh, I'm not gonna make it to the next show. And it was just a, it was a, it was an image. He just texted me. He didn't, no warning, oh, no, God. no oh, initial God. text. No, he's like, he's like, here's, a, here's my toe, half off my body. It's, it's like, like extra footage from Saw. Yeah, right. It's like torn. There's cartilage sticking out. There's red. It's luckily it's not horribly bloody in the picture, but it's like pointing in the wrong direction. Yeah, it's cut. so gross. Well, his toe made a left at Albuquerque. So when it happened, did it snap? It, yes, I heard the snap. Oh. But so this is what what actually happened. What, what actually happened for the listeners? This is what happened. I was walking down the street. I was minding my own business. I turned into a dark alley. I was attacked by five ninjas, and then um, oh, one of one of them, cool. one, the ninjas, right? And then one of them actually got a lucky strike and almost severed my toe. And then I decided to try to hitchhike, and I put my toe up on the side of the road <laughs> to try to get rides and then that's just just sat there but no um, seriously though yeah I was in the gym and I was training and I shot an outside single and my weight and another guy's weight came down on the toe and it snapped immediately um, let's see the questions I was asked did I cry no I was probably still in shock the doctors thought it was cool they gave me a shitty nurse who didn't know how to do an IV. So it was a great. It was a. It was a pretty. Oh, you love those, right? Yeah. Where they're, they're like, ah, she's like oh, that's not right. Oh, oh, yeah, oh there's right. another one. Well, no, no she was so scared. The problem was is that she goes to do she the, scared she goes, of the toe. She goes to do the IV, 
And she's like, uh, I can't do it. He's got tough skin. So all of a sudden, I guess I'm Superman now. Tough skin? Yeah, tough skin. Yes, tough You're skin. actually Sorry. Iron Man. I, you yes, know I the have, purpose oh behind needles, right, I have, nurse? Yes, to pierce, to pierce skin. I have, I have tough skin, apparently. I did not know I had this power, but now I apparently, I apparently have acquired a superpower. You, you should have responded with, well, luckily, my, my tough skin can be defeated by one thing, my, my, my own my bones. My own bones. My own bones. I, I'm the only person who can cut myself. So I guess we have to dump you into a pool with a cover on it to drown you to death. Is that the <laughs> yes. only way? That's the only well, way. Well, no. You're apparently, kill you like now, a tunnel right? filled with fire. That's yeah. what happens in all the monster movies. No, apparently, right. electricity is my weakness. Oh, okay. Oh. Yes. Or apparently, wrestling is your. Yeah, weakness. that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had nurses like that where they're just like in and out and in and out. It was I had horrible. one uh, when I was. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. When I was uh, <laughs> when I was 11 and was getting surgery on my knee, I had a nurse that couldn't find a vein in my arm and uh, caused. My uh, caused my arm to infiltrate. You know, oh, where they wow. they bust the vein yeah. and they just like just, it's like starts, start, starts bleeding yeah, inside. Yeah. It, like, ugh, fuck. And it was funny. So there was a guy who was like, you know what, move move over. He fucking elbowed her out the way, and he, <laughs> and he, and he did the IV, and it was in, and I didn't even know it. It's like, whoa, wow, you're pretty good at this. Another thing that she Another said. Another thing she said. Are you in yet? <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I didn't know it. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> fun. So it's been it's been a, a free and perilous month and month, uh, yeah. yeah about a month and a week and i've still got the pin in right now i've still got the stitches in and every every now and then my freaking nerves i don't know if they're hitting the pin or something but it just it just goes off and um the pin because it's down there holding the bone in place every now and then i'll get a sharp pain because i'll move the wrong way and i yeah. think it scratches the bone and it's Ow. it's pretty bad it wakes you up yeah. <laughs> my wife had a similar thing she cut she cut the tips of both uh, of her middle two fingers on her hand and has scar tissue that even now still presses on the nerves if she hits it wrong oh, yeah. that fucking that feeling sucks yeah so Wonderful day, absolutely yeah. wonderful day. I feel two like weeks. this is in line with the like flex mentality. Let's two, talk about horrible two, toe injuries. Two, and then great more. Two comics. weeks off work though. Two weeks at the house. Wow, nice. Yeah, I got to catch up on college classes, play some video games. That a little bit probably, of Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, 3. a little bit of everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom three. Oh god. Yeah. Wrong show. Has anything happened <laughs> to anyone else? I mean, you I bought moved. a house. I finished my grad school semester. Nice. nice. That's good. Kudos. No ah. more no more frazzled frazzled and like I I can't do the show. I got, <laughs> I got papers to write. I never learned to read. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go write comics. Okay. Uh, so summary for listeners at home during the 4-year hiatus, uh, Luke <laughs> bought a house, Eddie lost a toe, and finished part of grad school. <laughs> I right did four years. nothing. Joel rebuilt his basement. Joel after, rebuilt uh, his after basement. the yeah. after the great flood. Aww. After the great flood of oh. June, <laughs> so, <laughs> waiting waiting seven oh. months in order to get my basement back, and um, it's it feels good. I have no more no more nights of watching The Voice or X Factor. So. <laughs> oh. oh, so much better. Poor bastard. I know. Connected. That is like because torture. his his ba- basement is his escape zone. Yeah, it's oh. my ma- it's my oh. man cave that has the so. TV and all my video systems, and those were packed up, so I had I to go understand. upstairs and watch TV that my girlfriend was watching. I oh. see. You yeah. get any real what real housewives in? No, oh. no. Luckily, I don't have to. Jersey Shore <laughs> housewife. Jersey no. Shore. He's yeah. talking about oh. the, he's talking about the TV show. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, but Jersey Shore. Oh my god. Oh god. That is that that is that is in mentally degrading TV. It is a human <laughs> fact that if you watch it every half hour, your IQ points drop. Yeah. By oh, yeah. Two. yeah. I just love the fact that uh, it's Snooki. It's not as bad as Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> oh, God. I still haven't seen that show, thank God. But Honey Boo Boo has a boyfriend. I'll cut you. <laughs> I will. We're all going to hell. Uh, yeah. We, no, God, I hope they are. I hope they are, too. Right? I'll go if I can drag them with me. I hope, I hope they we're are, all, too. We're already there. But, um, no, Snooki, I remember she, she was so upset because all her friends are going out and partying and it's like I have to be pregnant when I could be out partying and drinking uh, it's like oh you're going to be a great surprise she's not doing it anyway yeah I know right she probably is yeah, probably so, so Andy, Andy you're the camera. only one during your hiatus who has accomplished nothing well done. I accomplished the shit out of some stuff but yeah. it's not anything that interests the podcast oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I accomplished the fuck out of something but whatever yeah, yeah. 
What have we all been? Re- I have literally not read anything since the last show because nothing? I have been nothing, not a thing. I have not had time because uh, shipping labels, uh, packing, <laughs> nothing, blows signs, a nothing. big fat ass. No, uh, yeah, sure. I, I mean, <laughs> okay, I've not read anything in Comic Sans. Oh, okay. Oh, in the oh, last. Oh, oh, uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, your shipping labels in Comic Sans. Yeah, no shit. I <laughs> I packed up. I'm surprised at how much time it took to pack up our fucking house. I moved with movers and I was still fucking exhausted after it happened. Um, but you yeah. understand that like a quarter of your house is as big as my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe a sixth. Yeah, this is pretty, this is pretty big. I haven't gotten the tour yet, but it looks pretty like nice. an eighth. I'm, I'm getting a, a, a ruin from the judge. <laughs> One six, eighth of your house <laughs> equals my apartment. Yes. I have a big house and that's on purpose. Like it's I somebody on my on my Facebook I don't know I was posting stuff about all the things that we were putting in the, you know we're we're geeking the shit out of this house totally it's like it's Love poker it. room Love a g- traditional gaming room we've got uh, we're gonna have a fucking game room downstairs for video games we've got we're gonna have a pool table in here it's gonna be like the place for people to geek the fuck out and they got a pool um, table too yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice nice rub it in you got a pool um. no not unless you count the big pothole that's right out in oh, front in our, oh, gr- oh. In our driveway that's good um, enough. And somebody, somebody was like, you're, you're never going to leave your house again. And I'm like, that's the exactly. point. <laughs> that is the point. That is the plan. To be here and love it. But uh, yeah, new place, uh, same podcast. What have you guys been reading? I haven't read anything. Joel, what have you been reading? Uh, I actually got back on on reading Eden, which was a, it's a manga. Uh, and it's it's gotten a little it's this dark one that I've I read before and it's this book was all about um ethnic ethnic Kurds of not Kurds um the the Chinese um not the Uyghurs it's Uyghurs right Uyghurs yeah yeah the Uyghurs had taken over this oil facility and and this major corporation was trying to push them out and save the facility and all these political machinations and it You're was volume 10 it was really good uh Nine. Nine, okay. Okay. Oh, you have read it. Yeah. yeah it's Where do it's, you think you got your first four volumes from? You. <laughs> I got it from you, okay. <laughs> um but Score it's, one for Andy. Yeah, it's it's really good and then every once in a while they'll just bring in these biomechanical killing machines that just eviscerate everybody. Like mm. you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it it tries to be all serious and then I'll, you know have all this world politics and then they somebody was just up. like fucking giant robots kill <laughs> shit yeah not, not even giant robots no non giant no. regular sized robots <laughs> murder machines oh, okay. yeah oh like Cashern yeah Cashern mm-hmm. yep, yep. exactly. I have not actually read the manga but oh but I've seen the movie wood which, for sheep okay the movie We've got wood for sheep <laughs> yeah wait that's not that's no. yeah that's not the same real answer. oh real real quick the movie. And <laughs> the the two they have two animes though that are very very good. Yeah. The second one is a lot is a lot better because it's a lot more violent, a lot more close to the manga. I've seen I've seen two. I've seen the first anime and I've seen the live action movie. The live action, eh. it's it's moments. What's the title? Cashern. Cashern Robot Hunter. Yeah. C a s s h e r n. Yes. And you it's know, uh, I the live action I thought was good. It's I mean it's it's not. Of, you, they can't do as as over the top as like the anime and stuff, but yeah. they they did a pretty good job of, of. I don't know. Some people Dragon Tiger Gate was a was a manga first, and that that was uh, absolute. The live action was awesome. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dragon, Ti- Dragon Tiger Gate. Donnie Yen, go check it out. Cool. Uh, since we're talking about manga, I just finished the second arc of Bleach. And if you read Bleach, you'll uh, understand how long that goes on. Second arc uh, is that Eisen. Yeah, that's Eisen. Okay, yeah. The hidden, our secret agent or hidden agent arc just started. Okay, yeah. Uh, I stopped. I, I stopped after I after after they after they killed Eisen. Yeah, I, I just kind of stopped. And the um the writer, uh, what's his name? Um, something Japanese. I'm it's something. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I read an interview from him, and he 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 doesn't really have a location in which he intends to stop. Yeah, he's book. just he's just going on. He's with just it. going on, and I think it's actually. It to me, it's peaked. Like Eisen, you know, that, fighting that Eisen, was, it's like that was the peak. And it, it's a good place to end the book, but uh, that's not what I wanted to really okay. go into depth on. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, I've been reading a manga that I've been reading for the past three years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most uh, interesting thing that I've been reading is Godzilla: The Half Century War by uh, was it Stoko? James Stoko. Yeah, um, and 
it's a fun Godzilla story. Uh, it just follows this uh, Japanese military guy who's basically fighting Godzilla all the time that Godzilla shows up. Um, the plot isn't terribly detailed. However, the artwork is gorgeous. James Stokoe does a phenomenal job of is this, coloring. Is this a uh, uh, Orkstein yeah. guy? Same okay, guy. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he also did. Uh, I've seen some stuff that he's done for Spider Nam. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. and it's this awesome like 1960s uh, Peter Parker like basically what works operative looking at this village that's getting bombed and you look at it and the colors are just all over the place and you're like how do you mix red and green and purple and plaid and get them to look coherent <laughs> he figures a way yeah yeah I bought the uh, Orkstein trade on on recommendation I haven't started reading it yet. it's really good he seems <clears throat> He seems the right kind of artist to do Godzilla. Like he's he's got a little bit of um, what? Why, why are you? Didn't looking? we do Orkstein? No, we no, have not we haven't. done Orkstein on the show. We talked about it in the yeah. early stages okay. of the show. Um, he seems he's, he's a little Jeff Darrow. Uh, I can see that. And, yeah. uh, seems like the right guy for a Godzilla book. Yeah, it's uh, it's quality. I mean, if you like Godzilla, I'd highly recommend checking it out. Um, Layman yeah. also did a Godzilla book that I liked. Yeah. The only Gangsters Godzilla- and Goliaths. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that I read. Yeah, which was okay. Yeah, it's a Godzilla book. Yeah, and I actually like read books. <gasps> I had time. It was amazing. I, I went to the comic shop on Small Business Saturday and blew money on comics, and it was awesome. Uh, I picked up the complete edition of Scud the Disposable Assassin. Fantastic. <laughs> I started in on, and it's awesome so far. H- have uh, you gotten to the arm transplant part yet? N- no, not yet. Um. I picked up Hopefully the didn't give complete away. collected. <laughs> yeah, uh, spoiler! No. <laughs> spoiler alert! <laughs> ding 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 ding! Didn't say who got an arm transplant. It could be any arm. It could. There's lots of characters and lots of arms. It's cool. Um, I picked up the complete collected Action Philosophers, which is a nice nonfiction Ooh, comic Action that is about philosophers. It's really funny, and it makes fun of Anne Rand, and that's fun. Oh, that's always um, a good thing. Bastards. Yep. <laughs> so that's an entirely different flavor of nerd. But the one I wanted to talk a little bit about was uh, Inferno by Mike Carey, which was a mini run um, drawn by Michael Gatos that uh, they put out in the '90s, like '96 or so. And it's it's interesting. It's all bla- it's all black and white. It's really pretty. Um, it's about uh, a guy that is killed goes into the afterlife, which is a really funky, interesting version of the afterlife, and realizes that he's actually like this big sort of subversive agent in the afterlife that was like hiding by reincarnation. Huh. So, so like it's interesting. You, so like Yu Yu Hakusho? I haven't read it. Um, seen it. Yeah, uh, or seen it. What's his name? Um, what's the main character's name? <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, uh, Yusuke Urameshi. Okay, unimportant. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm trying to associate it with something. I'm sorry. <laughs> Must get the name right. No, I was just like, I was just trying to get you to get to the point of what Yu Yu Hakusho is about because I've never seen it. Okay, well, it's about a boy who dies and he accomplishes a feat in the afterlife and they allow him to come back. But the only thing is, is that he has to be a spirit detective. So now uh. he's just, now he is he is a spirit detective for the the underworld afterlife fighting demons and such like that. So it's kind of like kind of like that, but in reverse, in that mostly action does take place in the afterlife. Yeah, that okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about the same. Yeah, this is a reference nobody's going to get. Like, you have to. Somebody, no, 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 no. I'm not, oh, Jesus Christ! I'm not talking about his reference. I'm talking about one I'm about to make. Oh, fine. The reference that no one's going to get is the 101 Lives of Jack, Black Jack Savage. Nobody knows that show. It yep. was a shitty nope. TV show in the early nineties. It was okay. It was right <laughs> alongside uh, Thunder in Paradise. Remember oh, that? Yes. that I remember. This, that I this remember. This was actually it was a Disney show that was about a pirate who gets killed in the uh, mid eighteen hundreds and is um, given the uh, the chance to come back to life, but in order to do so, he, or no, he's given the chance to go to heaven. But in order to do so, he has to redeem as many souls as he as he killed in his life. Very so it's 101 people, and it brings him back for some reason in modern day. And he has to go, yeah, because the sets are cheaper. Because so he comes back in modern day and has to like 
save people from dying that are worth saving so that he can it, it's, it was terrible it was you have really, to really, save people in the future yeah well, the sets are cheaper wow. Xena Hercules Babylon 5 um, yeah. and some other less Sinbad, fortunate jokes Earth, Earth 2 uh, Earth, Space Rangers oh my god yeah Sin, Sinbad and, yeah. Uh, yeah Earth 2 was one yeah, that was NBC. Tech War. Oh God, no! Worst <laughs> show ever that ran for actually two seasons. Cleopatra twenty five twenty. Yes, yes, that was. That's so bad. Well, that was awesome. the one that had Kevin Sorbo as Hercules in the future, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. What was but this? it is so. It but Gina you know Torres in it. But it's so bad that you still like want to. I own it. Like yeah. you still want to watch totally. it. it is horrible, but I have to watch it in the in the two hour power block with Lex. Yes, with <laughs> Lex. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, I watched Farscape. Like what I was like, all of it. It was a good show. Yeah, I, I was like, why they cancel? Why they cut it? It was a good show. It was apparently really expensive, like I, really I expensive. Yeah. It. So because it came to um, a really abrupt, shitty ending. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, so Inferno was good. Yeah, cool. I'll have to give it a shot. Is it collected in a trade? Is yeah, that how you got that's a hold of it? Okay. Why I got a hold of it because it just came out and I was like, ooh, my carry. Cool. What about you? What have you been reading? Uh, in addition to all the single trades I read, of course, the Batman's um, Walking Dead book five and six, I've made it through. Um, book five was, uh, I want to say the, no, book four is the, is the prison, is the end of the prison scene where the baby and Lori and, and eat it, which is an awesome, awesome drawing. Spoiler. Yes. Alert. Bah, it, I, it was, it's like four and a half years. Yeah, yeah four years exactly. now. <laughs> it's like, uh, you want to know, know who dies in episode or issue 100? I'm not going to tell you. I'm just saying because that's, you know, that's like two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Four um, years, your favorite. Your, your and then fair. book book five was uh, they get back on the road, and I want to say they, oh, they meet up with another group of people, and of course Rick has Rick has little problems there, but um, and he starts talking on the phone. He has the phone with him. But book six, I just I'm like oh, I'm the like phone. A, yeah. In book six, I'm about a third of a way through it, and uh, Carl's a cold blooded killer. Yeah. <laughs> he um. Uh, if you haven't read it, I mean, book like seven, eight, or, or something. But um, book seven, I'm trying to remember when they get to. the you differentiate between the hardbacks and the soft. Okay. Oh yeah, these are, are these are these are the hard these are the hard covers. I'm trying to remember where when was it Morristown? Is that the name of the town that they go to? That, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, okay. Uh, no. No. Okay, so this is them still on the road. Book yeah, six yeah. is book six where they meet up with the priest in the. Yes. Yes. They're, okay. They just met up with the priest. Okay. That's the well, uh, the trades that um are fear the hunter and. Oh, I can't remember what the other part of it is, but yeah, yeah. Okay. they meet up with the priest. And um, the most interesting thing so far that's happened in the book is that uh, the the one twin he starts exhibiting those uh, those sociopath sociopathic psychopathic tendencies. He he's in the woods and he kills a he kills an animal or he, or he uh he bludgeons something and he tells the other twin brother you know not to tell and he doesn't. But then uh, then he dies. <laughs> then, then he kills his brother and. Um, and they're debating. The biggest thing is they're debating whether or not to kill this child, you know, because he might be a psychopath and might kill everybody in their sleep. And um, Carl takes the reins on this. He makes, <laughs> he makes an executive decision. No, no, guys, I got this. And it's cool. He, and he jumps. Look at distraction. And he <laughs> jumps. In the, it's so funny because the way they draw it's, it, it's an excellent. It's an excellent rendition. They they. He, they, he opens the van, he jumps in the back, and the kid's like, aren't you scared of me? And Carl's like, no. <laughs> and he's got that look of death on his face, and blam! And it's like, everybody's, everybody's like, oh, God, who did this? Who did this? And Carl's like, mm, do 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 It was know, a zombie. The bad thing is nobody, I don't understand. <laughs> With a gun. I don't understand why nobody suspects Carl. Like, I mean, I understand he's a child. But it's just like nobody suspects. There's a few of those in 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 Walking Dead where something happens and it's pretty fucking obvious. Or it should be obvious yeah. to everybody, but everybody's like got blinders on and they're like, no. that, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't. I don't. It doesn't Rick cop to killing the kid or? No, well, no. not yet. If he if he does, I don't know if he has yet. I haven't read that part. <laughs> but no, I, I'm just during that whole situation. Yeah, I don't. Remember. He, he was trying to cover. It's for been a while son. since I've read that. Yeah, one. and I, then yeah. Uh, the couple last couple pages I read just now, uh, Dale got abducted. The the oh, this, okay. the secret group of ninjas oh, who have not been identified have abducted. Dale. Oh yes, oh, you're gonna like the second half of that book. Yep. Actually, That's I actually really liked. I really liked the second half of that hardcover yeah. trade. That's um, because that's before. That's right before they go to Morristown, and mm. Morristown is fucking. I, I don't even know if that's the right name of the town. It seems like it, but this. Town well, they're on their way to DC, right? Yeah, they're trying. Yeah. Um, the the trade number seven is is 
fucking boring. I'm just going to warn you <laughs> really? ahead of time. Yeah. It's really boring. Um, Reading it as two but, soft covers was terrible. Because uh, normally it's like, you know, eh, kind of boring one, super action-packed, kind of boring. That was the one where it was like, about book, another one? I thought about shit? book five. Or, I like book four. That's the prison. And then but, book five was kind of like... Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of walking. It's yeah. very Lord of the Ringsy. It is the yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it, it literally is the Walking. And remember dead. what Rick said: We are the, the Walking, walking dead. dead. Justice League of America versus the Legion of Doom. This is the challenge of the Super Friends. Uh, that leads pretty well into Flex Mentallo. Uh, like I said, it's a Vertigo book that was written by Grant Morrison and illustrated by Frank Quitely back. Oh, excuse me, back in 1996. Um, I remember oh. the <laughs> the official title is Flex Mentello, Man of Muscle Mystery. Um, f- a short description to kind of lead into it. Flex Mentello himself is like a very old school like bodybuilder, like circus bodybuilder, wearing you know the the some the sexy high, sexy shorts, <laughs> the, the high waisted <laughs> leopard print shorts, and the. The tall boots and the the bracers, um, and really nothing, nothing else, else except um, his manly chest hair. Occasionally, he wears a, he trench, wears a trench coat, coat. Yeah, and then uncovers coat. himself in order to what is it? What is it? Man of the beach, or yeah, hero of the hero of the beach. He's a parody of Charles Atlas. Yeah, hero of the beach. Um, I don't. So so aside from describing that, describing he's he's a superhero. His power is it's very. Strange, unique. like unique power, you know, muscle power mystery. Muscle is his mystery. Power. He just does this thing, and stuff around him happens. Hey, he's so, a, my I, man. He flex- strategically flexes. He yeah. flexes. <laughs> he flexes his bicep and rips up concrete. Yeah, that's like that five is feet awesome. Away. <laughs> that is it's, awesome. It's an interesting parody of like golden old golden age yeah. like comic heroes. Yeah, um, and. I am not going to start off this conversation. I'm going to let you guys start this because I really don't know where the fuck to start with this book. Okay, so I'm going to caveat with one thing. Um, when we're all done talking about this, I'm going to do my best to explain what I, I think the book is about. Okay. I, I might be the only person who's read it enough times to actually sort of get the point. That was going to be the first thing I was going to say, actually, is that th- like most Grant Morrison books, it's like I read this and I'm going to need to read it like three more times before I understand what it's about. There's like, a- I think it was the fifth time that I read this where I finally got it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Makes sense now. So, I mean, I think I, I got it. I'm curious to see if we even have the same concept of what happened. Um, I started out, I can't remember if this was recorded or not, but comparing this to the movie Jacob's Ladder, in that the plot of the movie Jacob's Ladder, if you take it really objectively, is there's a guy, he dies. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Uh, but, you know, crazy things. Uh, this is kind of similar, except I can't tell if our hero, not Flex, but the guy that wrote him and is like peripherally in varying levels of reality throughout the whole thing. Like, is this a story about him overdosing and dying? Is this a story about him not overdosing and dying? What is it? Yeah, that's I mean, that's I think the the part that got me about it is that it is it, it could it could be. <clears throat> In typical Grant Morrison fashion, it could be um, a realistic story about the, about the stuff that he's showing is actually happening and the stuff that he describes at the end of the book is actually real. Right. Or it could just be all the shit in this uh, ODing comic artist's head, right? And, and like, who knows if it's actually, like, that final page on the book could just be the, the final hallucination. Right. <laughs> right? It could but be who knows, symbolic of death but, or it could be, hey, the superheroes have returned to Earth. Yeah. Um, so, so when I read this at first, I was like, what the fuck? But then, <laughs> but then after you realize that this is just not going to be your normal, um, the, your normal story or narration that I, that I just sat back and, and kind of absorbed it and let it all in. And it seems like, and, and let me see if this, if I'm wrong on this, that it, it's like, um, an homage to all the different eras of comic books. Close, it, more Silver Age than anything else. 
it, because it starts yeah. it starts off with the golden age, and then it, it moves on kind into kind of. Um, it, 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 this is something that's very similar to some of the themes that are discussed in Planetary. Yeah. Uh, this is sort of like a little one shot um, discussion on uh, Grant Morrison's love on the Silver Age. Okay. Uh, specifically, most of the heroes here are science based. That's why it talks about atomic bombs and aliens. Uh, during that time frame, there were a lot of um, superheroes who were based on not necessarily super science, but maybe radiation or. Right. Like you had, yeah. um, was it Captain Adam? Yep. Um, uh, was it a major major force? Wait, no, I, I don't not know major, major force. force. I'm thinking. Um, um, what was the nuclear man? Uh, DC Firestorm. The nuclear Firestorm. Man. There we, okay, yeah, fire. Like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, I could see that. Could Science see. and like sort of these themes that it's have the been discussed. The angst of the Cold War, yeah, like, distilled yeah. into comic yeah. characters. Yeah, I. It reminded me of uh, like one of the first comics I ever read. I can as like a kid was like a. Like a Silver Age Flash, and it was like, um, but it was it was a Flash, and it was like a Batman behind it. But even like the artwork and the way the story pans out, it it kind of goes along with those those themes that were expressed like at that time period. Because when I when I was reading it, I actually felt like I was reading something that was older than '96. I felt like I was like I was reading, you know. Uh, like a vintage like Green Lantern or something. Um, yeah, or, I think a lot of there were a lot of in jokes. Like the thing s- somewhere, I think it was actually in the introduction where it's like, and they had this gimmick where everything revolved around the color green that they made last yes. all seven seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, like I was saying, um, this is sort of Grant Morrison's love letter to Silver Age comics. And as you go through it, you'll sort of notice stuff and it won't make sense until you read it a second or third time. Mm, I noticed some of the imagery is like really subtly there throughout the entire comic, yeah. but doesn't come into focus until the fourth or fifth issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys want to talk about uh, the art for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can talk about the art. Okay. Uh, I love Frank Quietly. I, I think he is phenomenal. Um, he's I got agree. a very unique style that is hyper, hyper detailed. Um, really appropriate for the story. I think it was perfect. I think um, so. Here's the thing i I really, I really respect Quietly's skill because I can see that. I mean, he's a talented artist. I'm not a fan of his style, and that's the thing. Like, I the that was one of the big parts for this book. His style is very fitting, and I'm I actually don't mind him so much in this book as he as he goes on later and draws some of the stuff that he draws later. Like, I there are some sometimes where you just have to accept that an artist is not right for a book. He was right for this. He was not right for All Star Superman. Quietly should not be drawing Superman. It's just not the right combination right really? oh really he wasn't it i feel I, like he would just sort of have a golden age silver age retro vibe you didn't see superman's chin in it oh okay <laughs> obviously he, he was like it was like clark kent meets quagmire <laughs> <laughs> like there's certain things that i absolutely love that he's done um i really liked he did the first three issues of american virgin okay. which was another i think that was frank quite or um grant morrison grant morrison as well i could be wrong i that. did not like him on new x-men Oh, which I, I loved him on New I, Well, see, there's there's because he reinterpreted Beast. Okay, that's the thing. There's there's bits and pieces that I thought he did really well. The the old woman that was like the main main nemesis in the first uh, couple arcs of New X Men did perfectly. He his reinterpretation of Beast great. His interpretation of Wolverine fucking terrible. I hated the way he made Wolverine look. Did you read his stuff on uh, Batman and Robin? Anyone here read Batman and Robin that had uh, the artist? New, wait, no. Oh, which one? The uh, post New Fifty Two. No. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, just before New Fifty Two, they had Batman and Robin, where it was Damian Wayne and Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah, yeah. The Grant Morrison the, stuff. The pig. The father and son and that type of stuff. Did Quitely draw any of that? He did, I have like the first three. Huh. I'll have to look at that again because I've read some of that arc, but none of it has been Frank Quitely yet. So I think the first three. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Never mind. I have not actually re- read Batman and Robin. I've read all the lead-up, Grant Morrison's okay. lead-up, like the Black Hand uh. and... Ugh, yeah. And uh, all the, like, um, the well, death he, of Bruce yeah, Wayne yeah, Black and Hand, stuff. death of Bruce Wayne, Father and Son. Father um, and Son was the last one I read. Yeah. And then, the, and then that's the lead-in to Batman and Robin, which I haven't read yet. I, I don't know. I Like, for this book, I think Quietly's art works really well. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of his style overall, uh, but 
the subject matter clearly works and and I think that's a long time you know collaboration between Morrison yeah. and quietly leads to yeah, they've, okay. they've only worked like on eighty books or something together <laughs> yeah. yeah there's you you would have to have some kind of some kind of connection between each other or, or some kind of understanding in order to bring life to these ideas. McDonald's Moon Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, some, some of the, some of the scenes and, and the big, um, panoramic drawings or whatever, mm-hmm. um, there's just so much detail. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going Amazing on. detail and, and how they do different effects with it. Um, uh, there's there's one where he was doing the overdose where this guy was overdosing and he's becoming a, a god and you can see him glowing and mm-hmm. that just having that realized is mm-hmm. he yeah. they did a really great job at it. Oh, that's an interesting thing. He doesn't uh, quietly doesn't really give us different styles for different levels of reality or whatnot. So what's his face overdosing and feeling like he's a god is. Drawn as realistically as like Flex in the Diner, as realistically mm-hmm. as like I think that ties into sort of the whole over cabin premise. Yeah, and the uh, the the hyper detailed leopard print cod yes. piece, yes. and the girl it's who definitely. got the leopard print tattoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a uh, lot of. So I'm gonna I actually before okay. we go on, I have to bring up a nitpick. It's no nipples. Yet, no, it's yet another <laughs> yeah. yet another gun nitpick. Oh god, and uh. it's real. This is real simple it, because this is this is something that I think. It's a lack of communication between the writer and the artist. The writer writes, I got six chambers of semi-jacketed realism aimed right at your sea of tranquility. Six chambers means it's a revolver revolver and he's holding a semi-automatic pistol. This is, this is not, this is not like a, Make I mean, break. it's 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 part. It's not a make or break like, like the one in the massive that bothered me so much, (laughs) but it is, it is one where you got to communicate this shit to your artist, right? Like you've, if if either one of you has an understanding of what that piece of dialogue is meant to say, then you gotta. Like, yeah. Anyway, th- that's my nitpick. <laughs> Luke's bitching about guns moment this episode is brought to you by Frank <laughs> Quietly. Yeah, um, I I will say I mean, and it's it's odd, but I think um, I like this Quietly art better than just about anything else by him that he's done that I've seen anyway. Um, and oddly enough, it's one of his one of the earliest things I've ever seen by him because everything else I've read by him has been newer. Like New X Men was early two thousands. Uh, um, uh, fucking All Star Superman was early two thousands. So this is ninety six, and uh, it's better than most of the stuff I've seen come since. Yeah, I think uh, Raphael Grandpa has the same problem that it takes so long for them to do individual pages Mm -hmm. that they just can't churn out stuff like some people. I mean, because, you know, if you look at, like, he drew all the spots on the leopard print in (laughs) hyper-realism detail, um, that's going to take a little bit. You can't just, you know, Mm -hmm. Photoshop that one. That's why Jeff Darrow's just doing covers now. (laughs) That's, I think, the route that Frank Quietly's going. Yeah. Uh, He did one of the alternate covers for Walking Dead 100, and it's amazing. Yeah. There is there are a lot of uh homages paid to different DC characters. Like for example the fact I love that cover. <laughs> I love yes. that cover. The, uh, uh the issue three cover that has um sorry to interrupt Eddie. Well um, <laughs> even this has homage. The, There's a uh, That's Dark Knight Returns. Planet. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. That's uh yeah, Dark Knight Returns. There's um the fact looks a lot like the question. Yes. Um, uh-huh. There's a uh, little hints of a uh, Green Lantern. There's even one on the uh, in the beginning of the book where there's uh, like the first couple of pages before you actually get into the story. The hoax a, a is spi- basically a, a red version of the Riddler, right? There's a Spider-Man esque like black costume Spider-Man. Yeah. Also, when you uh, when he's in uh, when Flex is in the bar and the guy's talking about how the superheroes are watching him, right. um, there's a guy getting up wearing glasses and a business suit who looks suspiciously like an older Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, in the in the la- that last page with all the heroes, there's like what it's like you can see like Wonder Woman, Superman. It's like different, you know. Wonder Woman, Superman, Leather Daddy, yeah, Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot going on there. Side note: Leather Daddy's on the right hand side of that page and it's just like a butt cheek and <laughs> some bondage gear going on look yeah, at oh yeah there we go. i appreciate it flips also, right to that page also in the intro um that it's supposedly written by like one of the editors of golden age flex Mentello comics and it's like there was a lot of undercurrents that i was kind of naive and not really aware of didn't really get the whole like flex Mentello defeating 
you know, leather daddy with a, a barbed wire whip. <laughs> Couldn't actually see the sub, subtext there. Oh, that yeah. the one panel I got to say the one panel that made me laugh was the one where they he one of the many panels where he's reminiscing about his old battles and it was the one where he was in a <laughs> was talking about the five brains yeah the uh, one yes. brain made of lamb and chicken <laughs> I think no 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 it was the one where he was uh, his his powers of muscle muscle mystery are useless to him in a world where they fight with ideas and he was fighting against a super intel and and this other character was fighting oh, against the, a super the, intelligent yeah, tree. the counting the tree. tree yeah. My powers of muscle mystery are useless in this crazy world where mental gladiators meet in a clash of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the character's name was Walter Ego. That oh, is yeah. stunningly, yes. stunningly funny. Walter Ego Walter can't Ego. defeat the alien tree warrior. Earth will become just one more trinket in the cabinet of tiny worlds. <laughs> like, uh, like, where the fuck the do you tree think has this a mouth shit on it. up? From, yeah. So you read a bunch of Silver Age comics and then you drop acid. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Walter Ego. That is actually that is actually one of the negatives I had with this book, and it's just it's just me because I get maybe my it's the way my tastes are running in comics. But uh, reading issue three, like most Grant Morrison stuff, it gets progressively more weird. Like it <laughs> yeah. starts out a little weird, and mm. it's kind of funny, and you learn some stuff, and then the second issue is like, oh, huh, there's some. They just took all the stuff that I learned in the first issue and kind of threw it out the window, and now I don't know what's going on. And then the third issue is just like. Fuck it. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's, that's how it feels because it's like um, that's the issue where he there's a lot of time spent kind of just talking about Silver Age style um, comic books in a very like just rambling on about care like. It's a lot of reminiscing in the comic book is basically what it is. It's it's Flux Mentallo and another character just going like, "Well, this is remember back this, remember, remember back that, in yeah. back in the day when blah blah blah." And it's it just felt very rambly to me in that at that point. I I kind of get the purpose of it when you read issue four, right? And, but it's um, I don't know. Yeah, you just have to hold on for the ride. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, and hope hope that it makes sense at the end. And actually, it did it did tie in and tie up quite nicely in the last in the end of it because a lot of this is like i don't know where this is going i i don't know what there's world a bunch I'm in. of plot that happens in issue three <clears throat> though yeah and i feel like so the, here's the thing i feel like issue three was about a third plot and two-thirds ramble and it's important plot don't get me wrong it is very integral to the storyline but it just doesn't it doesn't it's it feels very loose um, the last several pages are in a like crazy adult comics <laughs> sort of like lustful hell. Yeah, what's your muscle rating? I mean, that part of it felt like <laughs> that part of it definitely felt like one of those instances adult where he superiors. was trying to tie in. Um, he was trying to tie in Flex Mentallo's world and the things and the reason why he existed with the experiences of the kid who who, who created him. Because they say in the one and of the, the early cop. issues, yeah, they say in one of the early issues, they're like. Um, they they're in the real world and they talk about uh, the cop talks to Flex Mentallo and he's like, um, and Flex Mentallo kind of ex- expositorily explains, oh, this is why I'm here. I got brought into the world because I was I was thought into the world by this guy, and it that's one of the things I liked in the early issues was that that was not even a there was no. there was nothing there was nothing surrounding that it was just like this is yeah this is what happened this is why I'm here blah. Let's move on with shit. Um, but then, you know, he starts tying it in in issue three, but in in just like, it, I don't know, it just bugs me. There's It's just like... Well, I mean, you hate everything. So. I do. Yeah, you, that, yeah that's fair. except for, wait, no, you hate everything. <laughs> no, no, it's everything. Um, so I will try and sum this up as best as I possibly can with the story. You've got um, the guy who's overdosing, whose name I can't remember right now, and he is the person when he was a kid who thought... Is he ever actually named? Yes, he is. He is. is. I don't remember his name. Okay. But uh, so when he was a kid, he created all of these superheroes in his head at the same time that the real superheroes, the Silver Age superheroes, needed to escape from... An apocalypse, basically. It's like basically reason. A universe-destroying problem. And they're like, okay, we can't survive this, so we're going to go into fiction. Mm -hmm. So they become fictional characters. 
the artist uh, gets older and he creates Flex Mentallo and the fact is that the yeah, yeah the that's fact, sort of fact yeah, they're chasing and the fact is, and Flex Mentallo are trying to figure out where these superheroes went to and what happened with them so while they're looking around Flex Mentallo ends up finding out what's going on which leads to Flex Mentallo going back into fiction I think that's how it ends up with them all flying into the not real world but the the dividing line Wally. between fa- Wally Wally uh, oh, okay basically Wally's imagination and reality have a very very thin veil between them and while the superheroes used to really exist they went into his imagination but the opposite happened with Flex Mentella years later where he went from Wally's imagination into reality right and well, Wally had psychic powers that was the whole he says in the book he's like Wally's psychic powers yeah enabled him to well, that's one of the things that I thought, like, my first read-through of the book, I kind of interpreted it as this as this kind of cyclical thing where um, the they they kind of, in the, in the book, they do this strange explanation about, about them being basically different universes, where there's the universe where superheroes exist and they do all this crazy stuff, and then uh, something happens and they're, they're, half, they're forced to... Um, Retreat, retreat into fiction so that they can get away from this apocalyptic event, um, and I almost feel like um, that's. I, I feel like it's the same world, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like this, to what the, what the way that this book means to me is that it's not like it's a separate universe. It's Just it's all the, it's, it's the same universe, but they retreated into fiction into this universe, and then, like you said, Flex Mentallo comes into being. Uh, at some later point and it's the same world that they're trying to return them to. And it's not like a, when I first, when I read it the first time and I I read it, I read the last two issues twice. Um, and when I read them the first time I, it was like, it felt like it was like, uh, two separate universes. Like they, they were actually exiting the universe where they lived and going into what we consider the real world. But then when I read it a second time, I didn't interpret it that way anymore. I was like, it's the same world. It's just the world that Wally grew up in is the post-Exodus uh, um, world, right? Um, the modern age. Right. And it's like this commentary on... Um, Silver Age superheroes. Like Silver Age superheroes and how um, you know how prevalent and fun they were. And they that at least that's how I take it. How And how um, as tastes change and people became more interested in realism all of the fun of that and the my powers are useless the to the world yeah. battle with ideals uh, right they they end up being relegated to second class um in in our minds as comic book readers and in favor of more gritty or gritty or whatever, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> storylines and then and and uh, it's like Frank Morrison or Grant Morrison being like, I want this back. Like, I want these kinds of characters back. I want them to come back into the, into comics. And I want mm. more, I want more goofball shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, he writes yet another drug induced story. <laughs> it's pretty goofy. So there's definitely some depths to this that I'm just, I'm not even going to be able to properly articulate until I've gone back and read it several mm-hmm. more times, but stuff with like the role of, uh, what's his face the writers um, like weird abusive childhood and like mm-hmm. how that's somehow the spark to open the rift between worlds and like the crossword puzzle mm. like yeah what's up with the crossword puzzle it's it's all about he's it's it's supposed to be the the ritual I guess or something of comic book reading and everything about it because the the word is is shaman like he's he's the shaman he's he's the thing that brings out all these mm. different ideas and whatnot and it's it's funny um there's all these little hidden um messages in here like at the very end when he's meeting flex mentalo is meeting the uh the bad guy that's caused all this the Sandman or the moon man or whatever mm. and they have this he has this little note that he brings up and it says the fact is the fish got changed more often than the water which, mm-hmm. which is something I guess he's. That's that's relating to the cop's wife, right? When she dies, she had a fish and she always loved it. She didn't realize that the fish died often, and she always thought it was the same fish. It's a lot with comic books too, where we all we 
<clears throat> the water is the comic itself, like Spider-Man mm-hmm. or Batman. Mm-hmm. And the fish gets changed a lot. That could be like the, the writer, artist or the writer, writer, writer or, or the artist. That's or yeah. reboots of reboots the characters. Of the characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Time bullets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time bullets. Exactly. And hey, all, all that stuff. future me. Let's leave Cap out of this, all right? <laughs> but it, 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 it all stays the or same. Batman? Leave him out of it, too. And, and and for me, it it seems like he was. This was his homage to comic books. What he loved about comic books, all the weird quirkiness about it, and his his journey with it, and what comic books meant to him. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he. This was the first book that he had on this kind of topic. Flex Mantel is a spinoff from The Invisibles, if I remember correctly. From Doom Patrol, is Doom it? Patrol is it yeah. Doom Patrol? Yeah. It's so Flex in the, in the front. He's in a few of them. Okay. But this was his, like, you know, sort of like his yeah. thing. So, wait, is, is Doom Patrol has all kinds of superheroes like this? Just Doom Patrol is weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first run of Doom Patrol, I think, was started in the 60s. Okay. Um, and they ended the book by killing off all of the characters in the last episode. <laughs> Damn. Nice. That's and a good way to go. Out. Just. just Nicks everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then most of them got brought back. Yeah, because I, I, every once in a while I hear stuff about Doom Patrol that people really loved it. And I guess there was a – it was a group of superheroes and there was a government agency that was running them or something. Yeah, it's very it's very similar to Avengers or X-Men where they're, okay. um, they're kind of outcasts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I – um, to kind of start to wrap this up, I, I'm, I'm going to go on my – it's not a total hate rant. This time, oh, not total. Oh, partial, Only partial seventy, eighty percent. Just say one thing that you liked about this book to prove that you don't hate everything. <laughs> silence. You can't, yeah. No, I, I'm <laughs> just trying to. Find, I'm, I'm trying. Silence. I'm trying to find a way to articulate it because I like. I like the idea of it, and I like Grant Morrison is one of those guys where I. I like the ideas that he puts forth in his stuff, even when he does it really fucking weird, um, because uh, he doesn't. He doesn't ever feel either pretentious or whack job about the stuff that he writes. Whereas you get the Alan Moores of the world where he's a complete fucking like he's he's really like off the deep end kind of like, you know what? His beard has grown into his fucking, brain. Yeah, this whole the whole fucking world fuck all fuck all of this stuff. And then there's his beard and Lucas's neck. And then there's like the Frank Millers that are just in a complete whack job end of things. I I like that Grant Morrison is able to com- to uh portray those ideas without without like planetary is a good example of one that it it feels complicated without feeling pretentious that's true my problem with this book is that it it sometimes feels complicated and overly obtuse uh which i never felt planetary did this book sometimes i feel like wow you're just making you're just adding complication to add complication rather Mm. than to contribute to your to your story and that that's one of the problems i had with it i think think that there's strategy behind all of that complication and that's what blows my mind i mean the the one positive thing i I will say and i said it earlier i'm not a fan of frank quietly's art in general but i i I liked it in this i think i the i think it fits the quirkiness of the storyline and he's able to portray a lot of the ideas with the exception of a revolver uh that (laughs) grant morrison is trying to get across um in a way that I don't think a lot of other artists would have been able to pull off. Grant Morrison, Less drugs. And see, Grant Morrison No, isn't. there's just as many trucks. Okay, so let's move on to a Grant Morrison book that I have read, which is his run on, or at least the beginning parts of his run New on X-Men. Batman. Oh. And, oh, and I've read New X-Men. And he's able to take his weird fucking ideas and put them into a structure that's based around uh, characters that are not his own. Um and I think that that's, uh, for me, that's where Grant Morrison succeeds. And when I read stuff like this, it's it's like, yes, you've got some fucked up ideas, but Jesus Christ, put them put them in a, you know, stream, streamline this shit a little bit, you know. Ben, have you read the New Fifty Two Animal Man? Because that's one of his as well. I have not. Really, but I've really, worth, really good. I've heard it was worth the read. Yeah. It's really good. I I kind of like this book. Uh, that's where I stand. I like I'm the art, I, I'm a, I like the artwork. I I like the subject matter. I think the execution is a little obtuse. I um 
a fan of Grant Morrison later in his writing career than this. Um, Fun fact about the book, uh, if you actually own the hardcover, you can take the copy of Mass Effect 2, the cover art, and put Shepard in leopard skin tights because it matches up perfectly, and it is hilarious. Wow. Uh, I saw a photo of it, and I was just like... (laughs) That is so disturbing and hilarious. <laughs> Why awesome. is this not my you Facebook can, photo? If 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 you uh, if you play Tekken either six or Tekken Tech two and they offer the customizable uh, options, you can actually make a king or or armor king that looks <laughs> like Flex Metal because he's got the awesome. leopard. He's got he'll have the, like the leopard print. It's yeah, nice, awesome. Does I guess you we'll, have the neatly defined package. Yes, they actually. But you can actually the literally defined package. You can, you can go in with a hand, and you can you can bulge out areas that you want. I've done that. <laughs> so Joel, buy, borrow, or burn. Borrow. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll borrow it. Do you, Do you need more than that? Or? That's fine. Okay. Man. Bye. Bye. Buy the crap out of it. It's twenty three bucks. Buy it. I'm I'm in the borrow camp. I just think it's a little too. It's a little too off uh, to just for to just be a general buy. If you love obtuse bullshit or language <laughs> or images, you should buy it's it. It's deep. Uh, the powers it were is. a big. The, the powers were a that. big sell for me. There, there are layers to this, and I will it's, definitely it's give not, there's, my, there's it, depth to it. The, the benefit of buying it is that it's not something you're just going to read once. I yeah. mean, you need to read it multiple yeah. times. Because that is the advantage. That's one of the things. I actually, when I finished reading it, I wasn't a big fan of it, but I became. I, I liked it more as we analyzed it, it because it let me. It let me think about the stuff that I was reading and and realize the layers that were there. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I yeah, you have to think about this I, book. I, I, can, I can tell you one thing that gets me is that immediately upon reading the title of the character, knowing his name, I know what his powers are. <laughs> yep. Flexing. The very few heroes are like that. I mean, if I tell you Wolverine, what would you think his powers are if you didn't know anything about comics? You Clawing know? the shit out of people. Yeah. I would think he's the I would have said foraging. 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 <laughs> foraging but, with but, mushrooms. But the power, I tell you, the big, a big sell for me about this book is his powers. I, I, if I could flex and do shit, uh, that would be awesome. Go to yeah. the gym more. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Go Don't play muscle march. Yep. What's your muscle rating? <laughs> <laughs> well, since we've got a, an odd number of people, it looks like the buys out out. Number the bur the burrows the burrows the burrows the birds outnumber the burrows the burrows before before we close it out the burrow this book one thing that I want to say is that I mean like the first time I read this was probably uh, ten twelve years ago and I really have enjoyed sort of coming back to it every few years because mm-hmm. um, it's just you forget certain parts and then you you know you sort of realize more stuff the more time that passes in between it uh-huh. and this is one of the very few comics I can go back to like five years after the fact and enjoy it just as much as I did the first time I read it for completely different reasons. Well, Long Halloween is like, a classic. It's that's way just, up there. Yeah, that's just... I think people were just too eager to throw Hush into the classic Batman uh, lexicon because of Jim Lee's like it was his return and it was his big deal and that was when he became uh, it was like him becoming an editor at DC and and it was like I think they overdo with too many people popping up in the book yeah Uh, I mean it's got it's got flaws definitely I still do like the story yeah I need to read it again because okay like when I first read it's not as good as I thought it was when I first read it yeah see that's the thing is it's my problem with Hush is not that they it's not that it's bad it's that it's overvalued it's dated they it's dated and they throw it they you know people constantly throw it in the same uh um vein the same vein as like year one and long halloween and the dark knight dark knight returns and i'm like no it doesn't belong there returns is terrible oh sorry dark knight returns two is what i'm thinking the first one's really good the second one is No, the the second one is dark knight returns the the, what's the second one called like the dark Dark, knight dkr2 is it just called Dark Knight Returns 2 Electric or Dark Boogaloo Knight or whatever? Right, I don't okay. know. Yeah, yeah no, the like first that. one is is excellent because it was before Frank Miller went off at the deep end. Frank Miller, which is stylized in Frank Miller yeah. as Frank Miller, done by Frank Miller, <laughs> <laughs> with corrections by Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, and it looks like Jackson Pollock puked on a it's really page. Anyway. Oh, so wrapping up our return from the hiatus, uh, our next episode... We are doing the, the the first trade of the new 52 Wonder Woman on nice. Eddie's uh, suggestion. 
Uh, the, unfortunately, Anne will not be there for that episode, no. which is why we uh, pushed back the Secret Six episode, which was originally going to be the one after this one. But since that was Anne's suggestion, she actually wants to be here for the show. So yeah. that's going to be episode 38. And episode 39, 37, yeah, these numbers are fucked up on here. And then episode 39 is going to be uh, Joel's suggestion of Supreme Power. Uh, Fuck yeah. <clears throat> And then I'll think up something for the show after that. But uh, we got some good stuff coming up, and it kind of spans a whole like wide range of of eras and years. Um, I know. So. I know what my next pick is. What Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? Yes, uh, that was going to be your pick that, a while ago. Yeah, but and then the flex the flex trade came out, and I'm like, okay, everyone needs to read this. Gotta. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will be returning with After the Fact episodes next week, so check out uh, the After the Fact podcast. It is uh, Eddie, myself, James Dykes, and Matthew Coyne talking about classic video games. Dwayne um, actually said he may oh, pop up. Oh, and Dwayne might That's pop right. up for the next episode. That's cool. It, he should. He lives like right up the street from where <laughs> I live no now. So now. yeah, Dude, um, right down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. You can, it's called the After the Fact podcast. You can uh, find it at geekerific.com. You can rate us on iTunes. It helps us get more listeners, helps us get uh, more listeners uh, review us on Zoom if you've got one you can follow us all on Twitter the main show feed is at Trade Secrets Pod I am at Geek Elite Anne is at Anne Bean Tweets Joel is at Superfly S-O-O-P-E-R-P-H-L-Y uh, Andy is at Mathtastrophe and Eddie is at Sambo Black that's right and with no C in the black by the way B-L-A-K uh, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash trade secrets podcast. Um, you can be part of the show if you'd like to. Um, by the way, oh, who was it that uh, one of our one of the Twitter followers, Taylor Stouft, uh, who follows me on Twitter, when I asked him, uh, when I asked for people to email us or tweet us uh, questions for the show, his question was, can you tell me what it's about? <laughs> I, we tried. I, I think I, 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 think I, I did we, a good job. I, I think I might have gotten that one. Uh, I, hope we, I hope we covered that one for you, Taylor. <laughs> Uh, but if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to, you can email us at tradesecretsatgeekerific.com. You can post to our Facebook page or you can hit us up on Twitter. We will usually get to those on the show. Sometimes we mess up and miss them, but um, eventually we get to your questions and we, we love having uh, fan mail for the show. Uh, next, next two weeks from now, we will be doing New 52 Wonder Woman. Thank you for joining us, Eddie. Back, bitches. <laughs> Thank you, Anne. Yep. Thank you, Andy. Eddie's toe is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joel. See you later. Back better never. I am Luke. This has been episode 37 of the... 36 of the something. It's some episode of I something. I think 38. No! Ah. Day of the night of the Come dawn on, of let's the wrap it up. the giant Let's go. The bad, dead people. Work it harder, make it better. Do it faster, makes us stronger. More than ever. After power, work is never over. Work it harder, make it better. Do it faster, makes us stronger. More than ever.